This is the Morning Mugs Podcast. My name is Kira, and I'm glad that you're here. Whether it's morning, noon, or evening for you, welcome. My hope for these short episodes is to provide useful, manageable tools to help you create more space in your day. When we walk around with our cups already full of stress, anxiety, and worry, we don't have room to let in all the good things. So along with your morning mug, join me each week as we explore practices and tools to help you move towards a life with more ease. And I invite you to take what you need and leave the rest behind. Let's dive in. So I thought I would jump on here today, check in with everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. They're enjoying their summer so far. Um, I am just kind of getting a little bit back into a summer routine. I have like a transition of feeling like like a high school student when school's over that I just throw schedules to the wind and all the responsibilities, um, at least somewhat. But now I'm I'm kind of, it's July, so it's time to kind of get back to the practices that we know keep us in a good place. So I have been thinking a lot about, um, well, honestly, the story kind of, this is how it started. I was having a conversation with my husband um, about just, you know, life, like uh, the news and all the things that are going on and the war in Ukraine and the Supreme Court and the this and the, and, and all the things. And my husband is a very laid back man. And I have to laugh because he says to me, he's like, so it's like what I've been hearing about since I was a kid and what you've been hearing about since you were a kid, you know, like with everything that's going on in the world these days. And like, and that's exactly what I sounded like. I sounded like somebody like this old person who's complaining about, you know, with everything that goes on in the world these days. But the truth is that that's true. I'm sure he heard that as a kid growing up and I did too. And I'm sure his parents probably heard it as well. And it just made me think about when we say, you know, the things going on in the world, we're really talking about, you know, those days, quote unquote, that we're talking about, or these days, we're talking about life. That's what life is, right? Life is not linear, right? It is... It, there are ebbs and flows of what goes on around us and what goes around or what goes on inside of us. And these are not new. So I also started to think about how I have this book. I may have mentioned it on here. It is one of my favorite books. It's called Stillness is the Key. It's by Ryan Holiday. And I have gifted this book more than any other book in my entire life because I, I think it's that good. I love it for multiple reasons. One of them is that it's it's a nice size. It's like really, you can just throw it in a bag. Um, it's like a little small. And that's really helpful because it's one of those books also that you will return to over and over and over again. And the other thing I love so much about it is it's a combination of, so Ryan Holiday, um, he's most known for authoring books, speeches, but particularly his sort of depth of knowledge and stoicism, like the Roman philosophy of stoicism. But he does it in a way that's really manageable for people like myself to understand this. And he ties it into 
real world examples, especially in this book, Stillness is the Key. So he'll give you examples and ranging from, you know, Tiger Woods to Anne Frank, you know, to Seneca, you know, from ancient Rome. But what I love so much about it is in the very beginning, he talks about this idea of struggling to find stillness, but he references it going back to the late first century AD. Like he gives this story about Seneca, who's like this power broker, and he's this living playwright, and he's the wisest philosopher, and he cannot get his thoughts straight because he's living in a chaotic city of ancient Rome. It's loud everywhere. There's instability. There's chaos, right? We know this story of Rome, the rise and fall of Rome. And I love this so much because it reminds me that this is not new. It is not new to be living in a time of uncertainty. It is not new to be living in a time of, you know, upheaval and war and, you know, political instability. Like, those things are not new. That's, that's how history works, right? Um, it's cyclical. But what I find comforting about that is that there are so many people across generations, across continents that have figured out ways to still live a life filled with peace, with beauty, and with stillness. And if we can just remember that and learn from the people who have done this before us, it'll give us a lot of wisdom. And this book has tons of it in there. Um, I will just talk briefly about one of the things that is mentioned in here, just because it really ties into other things I've talked about, which is he mentions, you know, that that most um, religions or philosophies, um, including Stoicism, Buddhism, um, countless others kind of schools have the same analogy that the world is like muddy water right? To see through it, we have to let things settle. We can't be disturbed by initial appearances. And if we are patient and still, the truth will be revealed to us, right? That's that that kind of story about like the lotus flower, right? The lotus flower that blooms out of murky water, but is able to kind of be untouched and still remain this kind of pure, white, beautiful flower, because we can't control everything that goes on around us, right? We can't control that. We'd like to think we can, but we can't. And people before us have been in similar situations, living through really difficult times. But we have to be able to find the ways and look for the light in the world we're in now. And I, and I do believe that a lot of the things that we've talked about here before whether it is five minutes of breathing in the morning, trying to get up so you can see the sunrise, right? We think these are all sort of like tedious, kind of like nonsensical things that we can do. But really what it's doing is it's reminding us, it's programming us, it's helping our brains remember we are part of a much bigger thing, much bigger than the news feed that we see on our phone, much bigger than the Instagram stories that are clustering our mind, that we're part of a something so much bigger, something so much more beautiful. And we have to remember to tap into that. Otherwise, we can get caught in this spiral of just 
you know, upheaval that surrounds us. And, and then, you know, we're allowing things to control us in a way that I think makes us feel hopeless. And there's no benefit to anyone with a population of people who feel hopeless, right? So I think it's really important, you know, um, one of the things, and the other thing I do love about this book too, Stillness is the case. Um, he never really mentions the term meditation um, flat out. He doesn't really use that term um, throughout the book that much. But there are a lot of examples of ways to bring mindfulness and meditation into your life. And remember, meditation doesn't have to be sitting in, you know, yoga pants on a mat chanting. Um, Meditation can just be something like focusing on your breath for a few minutes. Um, You know, taking time for yourself in the morning to just notice that you hear the birds chirping, right? That's a bit of mindfulness. So one of the other things he talks about here that's important, um, I'll just mention it quickly here, is this idea of seeking solitude in your day. Now, especially now during the summer, lots of of parents out there, especially like me with younger kids, um, school's over. So there's, there's a lot of kind of, a lot of running around. There's not a whole lot of solitude. <laughs> you know, um, summers are super busy, right? Everyone, I mean, I heard someone say to me the other day that her entire summer's already booked, like done weekend to weekend until September, already done. That could cause a lot. So it's important for us to remember that we schedule the time, that we cultivate the time, that we make sure that we have a little bit of time to ourselves. You know how I feel about the mornings, right? So he mentions here that he gives this example in the book. The wise and busy also learn that solitude and stillness are there in pockets if we look for them. And he says, the morning before the rest of the house wakes up or late in the evening after the world has gone to sleep. Grab these moments, schedule them, cultivate them. So make sure you're keeping up with your wellness practices, even during what most people feel like is like the less stress, great, everyone's home, summertime. It can cause a bit, it it, it can be a bit much. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're scheduling the time for yourself. You're carving out the time for yourself. Five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. It's important because you're important. I hope this helps. Until next time, be well. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you think you know someone who needs to hear this today, share the link. Let them know that you're thinking of them. And remember, if you follow along on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you'll get a reminder each week for a new episode so you won't miss out. Until next time, be well.